Boys and Ghouls, it is I, your host, Kevin Tracy. <laughs> and I'm Samantha Tomlinson. I'm not good with accents. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it is. It is October, so we're gonna talk horror and monster movies all month long. Uh, this is gonna be a fun month. I am so excited, and we're going to kick things right off with probably one of the oldest surviving horror movies known to man, Nosferatu from 1922. This movie is almost 100 years old. It's 98 years old. Oh, and this shit, is, it is. Yeah, this this movie is is almost 100 years old, and that is a fact that still almost, that, that, that blows my mind that this is probably like the, one of the oldest movies I've ever watched. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like... I mean, uh, there was a so the list that you sent me of monster movies from Reddit. There are movies yeah. that, like, obviously, film is like ten years ish old by this point, ten twelve years old by this point, um, more or less. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's even mind blowing. The fact that there's stuff that's older than this. Um, it's it, this is. I, I'm just gonna say this right off the gate. If you are not into horror or monster movies or i mean even if but if you're not even interested in film i don't recommend it like if you're if one of those things does not apply to you then i don't recommend this is not a movie like I'm this just is a, not for a casual viewing this is kind no. of like um th- this is definitely like this like, is a history, uh, history piece yeah yeah this, this is without a doubt a history lesson but it is a very entertaining one this is a like a window into the past of like 1922 of like how their their how movies were made back then and it is just so fascinating to see how far we've come in the almost 100 years since cuz this was a, a really big deal when this came out like this was, there was a lot of controversy around this movie yeah because um so it's uh so Nosferatu it's a it's a vampire film and like I guess the first one, excluding excluding the, there were some movies that like you cannot find anymore that are so old that you can't find. Yeah, but yeah, like that, excluding there, those, there, were, there there was um, as far as I know, there were two uh, reportedly two vampire movies that came out beforehand. One was like a Russian interpretation of the Bram Stoker novel, but there has been no known photos or copies of that that have existed. So it's not even sure if that's movies even real. Oh, wow. There was one, there was one Hungarian movie called, it was either called vampire, uh, Dracula's death or the death of Dracula. And only one, uh, known still of the film has survived. And sources are kind of speculating between two different synopses that are completely different. So, we're not even sure which movie that is, but yeah, there's, there's only, this is the oldest living, um, pun not included vampire movie that is still in existence. Can you imagine coming across a still that's so old that like you only have one still, you don't even know what movie it's from. Like, is yeah. that like the well, equivalent uh, of finding like dinosaur bones, like, or, or like, or, or like Egyptian artifacts? Like, yeah. Holy crap. Like they, like like no like they know what movie it is just that yeah. the movie's so old that and no one is alive to to tell yeah. <laughs> that who's seen it which synopsis is correct or not that corresponds yeah. with that movie yeah um, like there's a, there's enough records of like that movie existing there's just not enough records to correlate which story is the correct one or not yeah yeah um, 
this movie though is so yeah, it came out in 1922. It is it's a silent film, um, first yes. silent film that we've done, and it's some of the controversy that Kevin was explaining was that it's very loosely based off of or not not very loosely because it's loosely based off of uh, Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula, and but it wasn't so loose that it still went to court because it, yeah. I don't know. I'm not that familiar with the original story of Dracula, but it's been a while since I've seen the, um, Bell Lugosi one, which I think is like the, like go to like interpretation of the novel. As far as I know, I'm guessing. So they said that they changed names. Yes, uh, they did to, uh, you know, for licensing purposes to not be, uh, illegal, but it didn't matter because it was still. I, I, I'm guessing it's the same plot and all that. Yeah, the, it, it's pretty much like the exact same plot. They just changed the name. So, like in the version that I watched uh, just now, it I think it is like the original one. So they still call him like Count Dracula and all that. Like Van Helsing is still like a character on this, but in the like remastered, like edited version, they change. Um, Count Dracula's name to Count Orlock, and uh, a few oh of the other characters' names change. And I I don't remember a lot of the the name changes because I'm I'm basing this like solely off the original. So you got like Jonathan Harker and his wife Nina Harker, uh, Nina Harker, and uh, we got Van Helsing. But yeah, pretty much the only thing that I am aware of that changed were the names due to copyright infringement laws. Oh my god. I was okay. I I knew about the legal issues, and I could guess why. Uh, actually, I was yeah. I was laughing because there's like a warning beforehand saying like that things you know things were changed, and <laughs> I was la- I was thinking of on Kimmy Schmidt when she was listening to like it was like songs you love but it was songs you like but legally different from the music you love (laughs) like it was like it was an episode where she's listening to it's songs that you all like we all hear we all know yet they're different words and different titles (laughs) and (laughs) like you know exactly what song it is like instead of walking on sunshine it was like it was something else, but you know, like, oh, it's walking out. Skipping was, in daytime. It was, you know, basically, <laughs> it might as well. It was that same kind of thing, and I was thinking about that. But um, I was so mixed up because, yeah, they did refer to him one time as Count Dracula. So basically, the yeah. the plot of this movie is Harker is... Uh, going to Transylvania because Count Dracula wants to he's moving into their town and he's gonna like he's like he's like being like the real like the a real estate agent agent, essentially and i was literally like what if this wasn't what this was that's a ridiculous premise i mean that that is the premise no i know (laughs) like a bram stoker novel oh okay because i was just like if we didn't know who Dracula was or like if I, I could actually the first like shot it's like Harker and like at a, like at an angle with his hair and his face he kind of reminded me of like 2008 Andy Samberg so for a split <laughs> second I was like I could totally see this as like an SNL like a black and white like uh sketch of like a movie but um 
Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that was already a thing. Probably. At some point, and we just don't remember because it wasn't funny. Um, but they count call him Count Dracula in that one scene, and then later, like in, do they ever say what's what's his name at Count Orlock? Do they ever count, say that? Count Count Orlock. I don't remember them like ever explicitly saying Count Orlock or anything like that. But like that is like his like now legal name since the change. But then I, I, this is why I was just getting so mixed up because they're in on like, so again, it's a silent movie. So occasionally it'll cut to what, the, what dialogue they're saying yeah. or like, you know, a little uh, random, uh, like time blips. stamp. Yeah. Of like, yeah. Or, or, or blips of exposition and yeah. stuff like that. And they, there was a couple, it says like Nosferatu was in route or he was reading something that said something about Nosferatu. And so I'm like, is that his name? Is that, I was just getting, what was count? I was just getting so mixed up with that. I didn't yeah. know. I knew, I knew that's Nosferatu because <laughs> yeah, no, so I've seen I that actually... SpongeBob episode. So I knew it was Nosferatu. <laughs> I was wondering how I was waiting how long it would take for you to mention the SpongeBob. That is why everybody, even if you haven't seen or know anything with Nosferatu, you know Nosferatu because of the hash slinging flasher episode of SpongeBob, the greatest episode ever. Maybe one of them. Not even not even ten minutes in, and you've referenced the SpongeBob bit. I was I, waiting. <laughs> I was waiting to see how long it would take. I mean, okay, and there is that scene of not the him flipping on and off a light switch but it's that scene of him like entering a room and i'm like ah it's that it's the ending part <laughs> that was i didn't know because that was when i first heard of nosferatu i knew it was a character i didn't really know anything else yeah i i mean yeah when i i saw like the probably like the spongebob thing was like my first like like bit of like I guess exposure to Nosferatu because yeah. I had never heard of it beforehand. I mean, like I had known about Dracula and like Frankenstein and the mummy and like all of that, but I'd never heard of Nosferatu beforehand. Yeah. So it, 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 it's yeah. Just, it's just a really weird way. Is like, hmm, what was your introduction to Nosferatu? SpongeBob. But that's <laughs> you can't tell me that that most people wouldn't say that. I don't think. Oh I, no! Like like yeah. this day and age, like yeah, that's probably like their only exposure to this movie. I didn't hear about, again, someone talking about Nosferatu until college, where they said something about, in one of my class, in one of our classes, we were talked, they just mentioned yeah. Nosferatu, and I was like, oh, huh, that's where Sponge that's Bob. from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, the fact that they kept, names were changing, and again, it, it happened mainly in the beginning, but I was definitely yeah, getting confused on After, what, after a while, it, it did kind of stabilize the names. Um, yeah but uh it one thing i did kind of learn that was really interesting about like the name nosferatu is that it has no meaning like it it nosferatu does mean absolutely nothing like a lot of people like kind of think that it's like oh is this just what they call vampires in this movie is that the name that's of what i the thought vampire? too it's like no it it's like a very like butchered translation of a greek word but that basically means plague carrier which is like a very important theme for this movie because this movie takes place in 1838 and takes place in uh, Brennan. And in 1838 in Brennan, they had a massive plague. And this was a little bit um, 
And when this movie came out in 1922, they had just dealt with like the Spanish, uh, the Spanish influenza epidemic. So it was very much like uh, a, a scary kind of thing because plague, the plague was like still like in the forefront of people's mind of like, Oh shit, did we, did we make it? Is this thing still around? So that's one of the reasons why this movie was so scary back then, because it kind of brought back the fear of the plague again, just a little bit for the audience. Fast forward to 2020, where the number one movie that everybody's watching in quarantine is contagion. Yep. (laughs) Which is like, really? Wow, it's all a hundred years and it's come full circle again. Afraid of the plague. There is literally there is a scene where all the people are being told, hey, stay in your houses and don't come to the hospital because they don't want to bring sick, like more sick people. I'm like, can we watch anything that doesn't seem to reference? I I know as soon as they like mentioned that it's like, Jesus Christ, I cannot escape this pandemic. Um, (laughs) Even even movies are turning against me. (laughs) So this movie, uh, it's it's a German film. And actually, Werner Herzog was the one that said he thought it was the most, the either greatest or most, I think it was the, he thought it was the greatest German film of all time. And he was then, he was, he directed the 1979 version, which I would like to watch because it is not a silent movie. <laughs> yes, and, and I would yeah. also like to watch Shadow of the Vampire, which came out in, I believe, 2000. And it's basically like a, a dark comedy of like the behind the scenes of the making of Nosferatu. Oh. Because apparently, and it, and it stars um, Willem Dafoe as Nosferatu. And, uh, oh, uh, I am drawing a blank. Uh, Lenny from Mice and Men. Oh, 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 uh, 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 oh my God, John Malkovich. John Malkovich, as the director, he hired Nosferatu, who is a real vampire, to help him make this movie as realistic as possible. I feel like, have I heard, I feel like I've, oh my God, that's really funny. I've heard of, it was on a podcast, someone was talking about a film that they, I think it was somebody was saying that when he was in like film school, he wrote a he wrote an idea of a person like it was a similar premise, not vampire, but similar idea of hiring someone to make a film. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I've heard this plot before. Why have I heard this plot? (laughs) That's weird. Um, They're actually making another Nosferatu um, with uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. She was in Split and she, like she, She, yes, Split. She she was was in what? Split. Oh, Split. And Uh, Glass. I've been meaning to see that. Is she's that, actress um i've not seen glass either i'm really bad with modern horror movies apparently i just i'm not into horror some of it is because i just i don't like to be scared but part of it's just i think when i was in i remember i was like in middle school and i just felt like so today i feel like a horror movie comes out a couple of times a year and i remember in my when i was like in middle school i just felt like there was horror movies were really popular and they were constantly just busting them out. And the thing that really just turned me off to them was, I don't know. They all kind of look the same. I don't know anybody. There's no actors or there's no anybody that I would know in this movie. And I kind of, I think I just kind of like looking back, I think it was just, 
oh, we don't need to fully invest in this movie. It's got to appeal to a certain amount of people. We'll probably just, it's just simply to make money well, as opposed. That's how well, I viewed it. it. It's, well, it's funny how you mentioned that, like, you don't really know anybody in, uh, like, horror movies because a lot of, like, like big name actors like got their start in horror movies. Like their first movie was a horror movie. Like uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, his very first movie. A lot of people think it was was eating Gilbert Grape. It's, it was actually Critters Three. What? Uh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston. Her first movie was Leprechaun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, technically, uh, technically, her first movie was Mac and Me. I mean, yes, I know barely mean. as I an know, uncredited extra in one scene that no one can even pinpoint which actress is her. <laughs> um, I think you can. I don't know. I've seen people pinpoint. I I don't. She does. She kind of just looks like small kid. But like, yeah, no, I, yes. I yeah, yeah. It's like small, small, un- unrecognizable child who has no speaking roles whatsoever and kind of dances a little bit in the background for yes. two minutes. Yeah, I and <laughs> what a what a breakout role. And I've mentioned this to you, and you were saying that this kind of could apply to any genre, which I'm not disagreeing with. But I feel like it was just it can be worse with horror because horror appeals to you know there are people that like you that love love horror and i don't know so i remember a couple weeks ago i was like out of town with some people and we were all being safe and they were like one (laughs) night like hey let's watch a scary movie and i just didn't watch and they texted me like do you want to watch And like nah i'm good and it's because i just didn't really care i also just knew i wasn't gonna make it i was probably just gonna go to bed or something and and then i heard the next day it was really stupid so i I think I dodged well, a, a bullet, lot, but yeah, I mean, a lot of horror movies you can make like like a half baked horror movie and still get like moderate success from it because it's kind of a, a genre that I feel like kind of gets passed around a lot that not a lot of people take it seriously enough. So when a good horror movie comes out, most people kind of dismiss it as kind of. A, a random horror movie because it's such an oversaturated genre now. Yeah. Because it, it, it's horror is a really easy genre to make a movie in, but it's really hard to make a good horror movie out of yeah. it. And that's why a lot of people kind of dismiss it as, as casually as, as you do. Um, yeah. Because like every once in a while, like you can find like a really good horror movie, and then immediately following that movie are about ten movies with a vaguely similar synopsis or plotline or monster or, or villain that completely kind of diminishes the quality of the original or, or the source material. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, like for every time you get uh, Dawn of the Dead, you get like uh, like circus of the damned or some some really shitty zombie movie that is kind of similar and that people just mistake as that because it sounds kind of similar or it has someone that looks kind of similar to the other actors or actress in that movie and it just seems like it just gets a bad name because of all the really shitty movies that are a part of it now yeah and i was thinking this the other day horror kind of bleeds into either genres bleed into horror or horror i think horror bleeds into a couple other genres like like you can have a horror that's also with thriller or horror that's also a mystery or uh like a survival movie or you know like there's 
a lot of or sci- science fiction. Yeah, like there's a lot of other genres you can kind of or even comedy. Like there's a lot of genres that you can like oh, yeah. tag on with horror and it's it's a it's such a I, it's a hybrid genre. Yes. Yes. And uh this movie I I don't really know what to expect. I didn't expect it to be I'll just be honest right now. I was not a huge fan of it. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. I didn't expect <laughs> to be like, I found myself kind of bored to be honest. Well, did, um, like, did you really know like the story of Dracula going into this? No, or was I, this, didn't, you, I didn't. Were you just, ju- just kind of jumping in blind? I was jumping in blind. Okay. Um, I know. I knew like, I just knew the name Nosferatu. That was pretty much it. Um, it's so like we said, it's a silent movie and, I wasn't, I was kind of excited, like, oh, that's cool, it's a silent movie, and obviously we don't really watch silent movies, and the thing is, yeah. I I was trying to look at it like, this is like, you know, because there were, like, filmmaking errors that I noticed, but I'm like, okay, it's really old, and there are a lot of these mistakes that obviously haven't proved so drastically that I can push those aside, but I felt like, even if I saw this 98 years ago, I feel like I still would have been just as confused. There was just, I was just so lost. And I'm like, like, like what, like what was like directly like confusing you aside from like the, the name changes. Um, so the fact that it was also, it's black and white. So I didn't really ever know what time of day it was. Like there's, yeah, a, that... yeah like he first gets there to Transylvania and he literally, I thought it was daytime because the, he literally in the Supreme before he was like asleep and then woke up. He was like at some place where they're all scared of the land of the phantoms, which is where he was headed. Yeah. And yeah. Um, then he gets there. Yeah. yeah. He gets there and they're like, and they're like, oh yeah, it's past mid. It's almost midnight. Yeah. Come on. And I'm like, it is. I thought it was broad daylight. I was never yeah, very so, clear on that. So because of how old the technology was uh, in terms of like filming, they really couldn't film at night without you being able to see anything. Yeah. Because if they filmed at night, you wouldn't be able to see a thing. Yeah. So they had to film all their night shots in the middle of the day and then just like specifically tell you that it was nighttime or like close to nighttime. So that way the audience wouldn't be confused in terms of like, times during the day like there was enough context clues or dialogue said or i should say dialogue read yeah that you you could figure out what time of day it was like oh it's past midnight all my servants have retired it's like okay it's nighttime they're having dinner yeah okay it's daytime he woke up he yes. traveled all day it's been okay it's like that thank you for pointing yeah. that out movie i now know what's going on and then there's like the scenes of like him walking around near the end of the movie, Nose Rod or Count Orlock carrying his coffin after getting off the ship is like, oh, it must be nighttime because it just said that he needs to sleep specifically yeah. during the daytime. So it's like, okay, this is night, no one else is around because everyone's asleep. That makes sense. Yeah, Continue. yeah, yeah. And it, like the scene where he's on the ship and he wakes up. And at first I was like, oh, I guess he can come out in broad daylight. And then I'm like, oh wait, it's probably night. Like there were I did part of it was just not used to watching black you know not even just black and white black film, and white. but i mean even black and white like th- there are some black there are black and white films where you can 
tell what time of day it is, but also those were far more like progressive. Like those were, that's later down the line. <laughs> that's not, that's not 1920s. Um, yeah. But I, I think like I knew roughly what was going on. Um, it was just, they like the exposition uh, slates. I feel like if there was, or that, or just a little bit more of the like dial, like cutting to dialogue, just like a little, a few more, just because I was like, I, I was just getting mixed up with some characters, and by the point, by the point when uh, Nosferatu was like there, like uh, in Bremen, I was like, wait, who are these people? So I like the <laughs> old guy in the very beginning who then is like locked up. I didn't really understand yeah, why it, he was it, locked it, up, it, other than that he was, I guess he knew Nosferatu, like, like was like he Nosferatu was his master. I wasn't quite sure what. So, he was. so basically they, so basically they, they kind of say that he was like, um, like his thrall of like, in terms of like vampire lore, like, um, vampires can basically have like human servants or like, like minions that basically will do their bidding through either hypnosis, bribery, or basically turning them into like a half vampire. Um, and that was pretty much kind of like my interpretation of okay. what that character was. It was basically, he was basically, um, in the movie, he was Harker's boss and he was the one who originally told him to go and, um, uh, finish the deal with Count Orlock to, uh, purchase the house across the street or across like the Creek from, uh, the Harker residence. Yeah. And I think his name was like Rainier or something like that. I, I can't remember mm-hmm. uh, what that character's name was because he, he only showed up like uh, a few times because after Harker left, he got locked up in a either a prison or like a mental asylum. And then he promptly escaped and the town chased him because they thought he was like the cause of the plague yeah. and the uh, murders after Orlock showed up. And then he was promptly arrested again. Um, yeah, but it it was just really kind of interesting, kind of seeing a lot of like the on screen origins of a lot of like the like vampire mythos, um, and this was also like a really like drastic change from what a lot of what we consider traditional vampires to look like instead of like the normal fangs mm-hmm. he had, um, like 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 when you think of like an ideal vampire, like what was what do you kind of like ideally think of? Um, I guess more along the lines of like kind of cliche, like Dracula esque, um, or but also, I can I, you know, my my thoughts of vampires are clouded, and since like a decade, like the last decade of the vampire craze, so I think of a variety <laughs> of of looks, but I think in terms of like cliche vampires, I kind of think of that traditional like dracula-esque like with the widow's peak and the fangs and the call you know okay, like so, so so straight up bella lugosi though. yeah i don't think of no okay. too okay um yeah no when when i saw this i kind of was like why why does he look so like distinct like this like he has like uh, a lot of like really sharp teeth like directly in the front and, not like traditional fangs and crazy long fingers yeah like really long claws and like like tufts of hair like sticking out between like his really pointy ears and like a really big nose um so i think from from what i've kind of like 
the research that I've done on this, the reason why he looks so distinct is they were trying to make Nosferatu look a lot more like a rat, so it would be more symbolic to a plague carrier because rats carried the plague, oh. and this was a lot of uh, like a lot of the fear from this movie was because of the Spanish influenza that happened like just a few years before this movie came out. So they try to make him look as much of a plague carrier or a rat as possible rather than the traditional vampire that we all associate with. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay. That's, I, that's a really good, I didn't think about that. So yeah, he also no so Nosferatu basically uh, like unleashes like a plague on this town. Yeah, and but he was technically he was did he start doing it before? Because so uh, Harker his his wife who he left and yeah. he, I remember I did love so in the beginning I it was it there is a lot of organ music in this. <laughs> Like a lot, and sometimes yeah. it sounds creepy, and sometimes <laughs> it sounds kind of like a carousel, almost. Yeah, and that 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 was another thing that I found out is that the when this movie originally came out in 1922, it was played by a live orchestra when it premiered, and no surviving records of that music survived. So every version of this movie that has come out since has had basically had its own score that is score that has gone from like classical music to random bits that of just classic like orchestra music or jazz to electric because when i think nostratu i think jazz <laughs> i'm picturing with his long claw fingers like him doing jazz hands um <laughs> I, i'm just picturing him like trying to play like the saxophone <laughs> <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, it was a lot of organ. Sometimes there was just kind of a more traditional, like, score music. But in the beginning, yeah. there were a couple times where I felt like the music didn't quite fit. It wasn't, like, so disconnected that I'm like, this doesn't work. It was just yeah, the, the, the tone. I, I, I definitely had that move. I definitely had that moment where it's like, this doesn't match. The tone <laughs> was a little too creepy or a little too upbeat for what was happening um but in the beginning yeah. so yeah harker's told hey you got to go to transylvania and help this guy move basically he's gonna live across from you and he tells his wife he said it's funny because the music made it sound like did not really match and he was like 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 my wife i'm gonna be gone for several months and i'm like you look sound this see that should be kind of he seems so upbeat about the fact that he was gonna be gone for several months and yeah. and um like later so his he's writing to his wife when he's in Transylvania and i thought his letter was kind of hilarious because he's saying like uh <laughs> he he was like i have <laughs> i have like i found bite marks on me like like that's weird and like i'm having terrifying dreams but don't don't worry don't worry and i'm like you know for not telling yeah, him not to <laughs> let's give her a bunch of stuff to worry about and then be like, oh, but it yeah, basically he basically says his letter basically just says like, hey, just got to this really spooky castle. The owner's super weird. <laughs> By the way, I should be I'll be leaving immediately. Don't worry about me. It's like, OK, what? <laughs> you literally leave for five months and I get two sentences from you, you dick. <laughs> and, and uh, but she uh starts to get she falls visions i guess she like falls 
ill or they say she has a fever. And I wasn't sure if this was the plague. Was this the same plague that everyone was getting or was this unrelated? I think it was unrelated. And I think she was just getting visions of Jonathan in trouble from being so close to danger. Okay. And because I was like, I, I don't yeah. know. They, they never, they never really explained that because I was like, is because later he kind of has a fever and then, but then the, I wasn't sure if this was related and I'm like, how is he? I know vampires, like they got, they got powers and they can trick and manipulate, but how is he doing this without being anywhere near her? So I wasn't really, I was, I was confused on that. Um, but I did love he, so, okay, because of the, uh, it is the, the quality and, and it is black and white. There was that scene, like it was like next morning after he like arrives at the castle, has like dinner. And then like, I think he met Nosferatu at this point. Uh, I watched this last night and the night before. So yeah, not uh, last night and he- this morning. Sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> And he wakes up and he's looking on his like neck and I, because of the, it was so bright, like it was so like, I don't want to say washed out. It was just very bright because it was black and white. I couldn't see anything yeah. on his neck. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, there was, there was nothing on his neck as far as far as I could tell. But then he's like, I have bite marks. And I'm like, okay. I mean, sure. <laughs> I, I don't remember him saying that he had bite or marks. not. He made note like in his like, letter or he i think he did he acknowledged it i'll go you know again i was like as it as the movie went on i was like half paying attention <laughs> not by this point by <laughs> this like, point i was actually kind of interested <laughs> yeah um but no i think he makes uh, note of it or in a letter or he was like reading books that said like yeah yeah no he 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 read a the he found a book in like the inn that he stayed at called the book of the vampire and it basically just says that like uh one can tell the mark of the vampire by the bite marks on one's neck i thought he read that yeah but did he took the book with him right and he read that yeah after. He, yeah he he, he 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 read that before he went to the castle and then he read like a little bit before uh, like as he got there it was like one must never say nosferatu out loud and we're to not like bring the vampire's presence to you and stuff like that. And then when he gets back home after all, all this, he basically is like, Hey honey, don't read this book like at all. So she promptly reads the book immediately <laughs> and uh, comes across um, this one page. It's like a woman of pure heart um, can like, break the curse of the vampire by staying by the vampire's side until the the crow's first cry, uh the rooster's first crow so basically it's like hey if you keep the vampire near you until the sun shows up you can you can you can beat a vampire that's what that okay because i i said the it said the something like until the cock is crowned and i was like what no, no, it says the cock has crowed. Oh, I thought it said crowned. Oh. Yeah, no, I thought it did too. The, the font was just really weird. Oh, I mean, oh, okay. Okay. Does that does that make more sense to I help? Mean, I mean, uh, slightly. I was like, oh, crowned. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and, But yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to know what you thought I don't, they meant by cock was crowned. I, I assumed it was 
not I, I don't think it was cock like cock. I don't know what I thought it meant, but I was yeah, like, I, yeah, no, no, no. I, hey, I'm not insinuating anything. You're the one making assumptions here. <laughs> but um, yeah, he like eventually like, he like figures out kind of or guesstimates what happened, and then he like he basically like climbs out of his window and gets hurt, and this he's like escaping. And oh, I did love the scene where he first sees Nosferatu. He's in bed. And yeah. he comes through, and this was, it was creepy, but he hides under his, like, blanket, which <laughs> yeah. which I did like, because I did kind of like that, age, uh, he, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are, he is so terrified that he's gonna behave like a little kid, <laughs> but also it was creepy, and, oh, I gotta... It, it was really terrifying. I, I want to mention this now, because most of the, the few times we were seeing Nosferatu, he was walking very, like stoic and his movements were just very like slow and like his arms and his like everything was very together he was just kind of moving at a very slow pace and then later when we're seeing him running around with his coffin and it, i just yeah. thought that was so because the his movements were so human because it's a guy obviously playing him but yeah. like his movements yeah. just, he's like um, running around <laughs> holding his coffin and i'm like okay this is very different i would not have expected him to be sprinting because for most of the movie he was just kind of like very t- slow and method yes. uh methodical yes um and it's really funny because um the guy playing him was actually like a really like kind of spooky guy and his uh the actor's name who played uh, Count Orlock was named Max Shrek, and not Shrek as in like, "Hey now, girl." Yeah, I see. I um, assumed it was. I yeah, assumed it was unrelated. Yeah. So, so it, it's actually kind of fitting because his last name, uh, translated in German, is the word for terror. What? And that is his real. That is his real name, and um, it's also kind of funny because at this point in time, that actor had done like approximately like 40 movies but this is like the only one that he was known for and he was like and (laughs) he was cast specifically because of how uh ugly he is these are like the director's words and um the amount of makeup that they had to apply to him was like very minimal the like the only thing that they really had to apply on him was like the false teeth and the claws and like a little bit of like messing with his ears and that was pretty much it nose like 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 that was him apparently oh okay his wait yeah so shrek means terror interesting shrek well it's it's well it's not it's spelled s-c-h-r-e-c-k yeah that's not yeah yeah but, (laughs) but now it's like oh that's how they came up with shrek okay maybe yes possibly the terror um yeah no it's just it's crazy it's like hi i'm max terror <laughs> well those people have people have the last name pain uh or like yeah. grim or something my, my my orthodontist was his last name is pain no not my orthodontist but basically like the guy who was in charge of removing my wizard yeah. teeth was dr pain <laughs> it's like hi i'm dr pain i specialize in removing teeth no thanks it sounds like a like a villain in like Fantastic Four or something. Yeah, it, it sounds like a wrestler. It's like I'm Doctor Pain. Dr. <laughs> That's unfortunate. You got a doctor's appointment. <laughs> I remember when I was in elementary school, she was like a lower elementary school teacher, so I never had her. But her name was like Miss or Mrs. Boring, 
And I'm like, that's, that sucks. <laughs> that's, unfortunate. that's unfortunate. That's very that's unfortunate. That's really unfortunate. Um, uh, yeah. So back to the movie. Um, yeah, no, the soundtrack for this movie, it was very off-putting at times because there there were times where it was like, oh, the, the, the score matched up. Like, this is a really spooky tone. This is a really spooky atmosphere. This is very fitting. And then it goes to the entire mob chasing like Rainier or whatever his name is. And it's like a care, like you said, a carousel music. And it was, it kind of pulls you out every once in a while. And it's like, part of me kind of wants to find different versions of this. So I can kind of like compare the soundtrack to this and kind of like figure out like what, which one's like the most fitting one, because the one I saw, which the, the version I saw was, um, on Amazon Prime, and it's just called Nostratu, yeah. and in parentheses, it just has 1922 yeah. original, because yeah. the, like that's the free one on Amazon Prime. But there's another one that you can rent that I think is like the remastered edition. So I don't know if that's going to have a different soundtrack or uh, anything like that. But it's probably going to have like the uh, copywritten name changes so it's going to be count orlock instead of count dracula and uh all all that uh fun stuff okay but yeah yeah. no it it was definitely an interesting kind of look at this movie um from the lens of a modern horror fan to uh see this brief window of the past yeah yeah i definitely um i would say i would definitely say if you're interested in film or I would recommend it again. I wouldn't recommend this to like anyone that's if you're just generally into film, like, and you're not a fi- you're, I don't know. I, I would, it's again, like we said, it's not just like for a casual viewing. Uh, it's not necessarily terrifying, but like, it's, it's a little, there's like, creepy parts. I, creepy? I wasn't, I yeah, was it, never like, there was a couple parts where I was like, ah, like, Oh, that's creepy. But I wasn't really, yeah. I, which is, Again, nice. I w- it, I wasn't really <laughs> I wasn't really uh, scared, but I mean, hopefully, I'll find one movie this month that'll make you freak out. Oh God, um, <laughs> I have a list. Um, yeah, it's def. It's uh, I don't want to say don't watch this. I would say it's definitely for someone that is interested in film, uh, or if like you're in film school. I don't, we don't recommend this for someone that's just like, Hey, let's, let's watch Nosferatu. Like you might yeah, not the, be that the, into the, it. Yeah. This, this is not, yeah, this is definitely like, not like a casual like viewing. Like this is something that you kind of need to pay attention to. And like, there's a lot of like significant historical importance from both a, a horror movie and just movies in general. This is like one of the, like the, this is like a really old surviving movies. The fact that they even had like this thing survive this long uh, is kind of a, a testament to just how important it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is important. And it is cool to, to view it with like the sense of like how different, like how different films are today and how far we've come. And like, but yeah. I was noticed, like I was noticing a lot of, there were mistakes I was noticing that I was like, you know, I can't really judge it off that because it is like almost a hundred years old. Like I was noticing yeah. the editing was kind of choppy in a few scenes, like, like, like they shot something a few times and then just didn't edit it correctly. But then again, it wasn't, it was, yeah. edit, it was like 
film. I'm, I'm assuming was it like film like, splicing? Like, it was not. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they they had to splice like two reels of film together in order to match a shot up if they wanted to edit something together like yeah. that. So like editing was a completely different process than just a stroke of a keyboard than it is now. Yeah. Um, I will say the beginning of the movie, it kind of, I mean, a little bit reminds me of Young Frankenstein, which is kind of like a little uh, bit of the sense of he's traveling. And I literally, I was thinking of the, is this Transylvania Station? Yeah, yeah. Like I was almost waiting for that. <laughs> um, but like, it's, 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 it is definitely a piece of history. I would definitely say. Yeah. And I'm, I'm definitely glad that I saw yeah. it. Um, because originally this episode it was a it was a toss it was kind of a coin toss between this and the cabinet of dr caligari and i i have seen cabinet of dr caligari beforehand um i'm glad we did choose this one because if you didn't like this one as much as you did you probably would have been bored to tears with cabinet of dr caligari oh oh boy um yeah that one yeah i mean that movie's even older that one is than this like that's a year. I thought like yeah, twenty. That's nineteen twenty-one. So that one's like about to be a hundred yeah. years old. Yeah, I mean that that one is still just as significantly important in terms of film and horror as as this one is. But it is a lot more of a convoluted story than this one is. This one is like based off of like a very well-known piece of fiction that is like very well known even from the standards of like back mm-hmm. then cabinet of dr caligari was a complete as far as i know a completely original story that revolves around um a oh god it, it's, it's more or less like the story of this guy who went to a carnival who and sees this uh dr caligari who he thinks hypnotized this guy to commit all these murders and we later find out that this guy uh either is an escaped mental patient and his sense made this all up in like some kind of like bout of insanity or he's telling the truth and there is this dr caligari who escaped and is committing all these murders through hypnosis or something like that that sounds terrifying yet yeah it's boring (laughs) It, I don't want to say it's boring, but it is definitely a lot slower paced and kind of makes you question whether or not the movie even happened. Okay. Or if it was just in the mind of an insane person. Okay. Which, I mean, yeah. like, it, it's a cool twist, especially for, like, back then, because, like, it's, like, the original M. Night Shyamalan twist. Like, haha, it was actually... The plants. The rambling, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it, it was the plants. <laughs> no, it was like, it's like surprise. It was the ramblings of an insane man, or was it? Yeah. It's like, I okay. I mean, yeah. that, like, cool story. That was that was original. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind kind of slow, but I mean, it it is still very important. And to be fair, it's been a while since i've seen it so my memories of it are still kind of fuzzy so (laughs) that's probably like the closest synopsis i can give you at this time without just straight up reading it off of wikipedia right now or something it's also silent Uh, i'm yes yeah yeah it's silent as well um because yeah that came out in like 1921 or something like that so yeah that one's like a year or two older than nostratu but yeah it is still 
it's still impressive for what they were able to do at the time. Yeah. And it is probably more like held um probably more well remembered because of how insane the sets were because it, it, it focuses a lot on like German expressionism rather than just straight up like storytelling through exposition. It, it's all visual based because it is, it is a silent movie because when you see like them kind of like walking around like the backgrounds, like all the door frames, the, the furniture are all like exaggerated in size and warped in some way. Like nothing in there is straight. It, it looks like the ramblings of an insane mm-hmm. person, which makes the story of this guy's insane all the more real because everything around him looks like something out of like a Dr. Seuss book. It is just insane to look mm-hmm. at. That's a, and it's just, yeah, it, it's really interesting to just, just visually to look at. Okay. That's what I mean. So the set, most of the sets or the set pieces or the, what it, for, for this movie, some of them, a lot of them looks just like, I thought were really cool. I think it was only, there was one scene. Um, it was like about halfway through. I don't even remember. I don't know how to describe what was going on, but it looks like, it looked like a set. It looked like a piece of, like a, a piece of, of a set. Like a, like a, yes, like a exactly. Set. Do you know what scene I'm talking about? I can't okay. think of. I, it's not, like when, like when, like Harker's like in the, uh, like infirmary, like after he like leaves the castle. It was definitely after the castle. I don't think it was. Was it? Was it like in like the cargo holds where like Count Orlok attacks like the first mate? No, I don't even know how to. Dis- and like kills it the was captain. A group. I think there was a the thing. Is I don't even know how to describe it because I had no idea what was going on. It was like. Was it when like the doctor and like the officer are like have like Rainer in the jail jail cell and he's just kind of flipping out? Um, no, it was like they're in. It was like a group of a group of people and they were in this like small little like it looked kind of like an office or something. Like I think there was a doctor. Oh, oh, I don't it, know what's happening by there. It, it was when they were. It, it was when they were reading the captain's law. Oh, maybe. After 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 the ship showed up and it was like the captain's log was like, uh, we we think we found rats in the the in the so in the hold. We think we feared the plague and they all kind of flip out. I think that was like more or less supposed to be like the town hall rather than a okay. theater, and it just happened to look that way. <laughs> I I know I know it's. I had no idea how now. to describe what was even. I had no idea what was happening. <laughs> yeah, that took that took me a while. I was like theaters like i don't remember them it wasn't it wasn't a theater, a theater, but i do kind of remember like we were standing and the way the set looked it kind of reminded yeah. me of like a piece of a piece of a set like on a the in like a theater when they like would push it on stage like i could totally see them just pushing it off <laughs> the set yeah um yeah this would actually be a really interesting play yeah now that i think about it like i would totally see this as a play and it would probably not be that difficult to pull off in terms of how close they want this to mm-hmm. be to the movie. Like they, they would probably only need like three or four different like locations and that yeah. would probably be it. I mean, it'd be, I'd, that'd be, um, yeah, that would be cool. Like there are a ton of movies where I'm like, this would be a really interesting, like I'm waiting for the Ghostbusters musical. Like I thought I've, I'm not <laughs> I thought of the set design for that like 
especially like in when they're in like the the fire like they're in the firehouse like they're in their headquarters like i can totally visually see how they would could, they could do it and i why they i i could see how they cool. could do that like too, they would yeah. just when they're upstairs and it's the lights are kind of off and then it focuses on Annie Potts' character. <laughs> like I could totally see how they would do it. And I'm like, why haven't you? They would turn the light yeah, on at her I desk. Could, <laughs> I, I was just like, how, why have they not done this yet? Um, yeah. So <laughs> I think that's. Um, so yeah. Fi- so, so final thoughts on um, this movie. As a, it's. It, it, I, I didn't really particularly love it. I was. <laughs> There were a couple scenes that I was, I think when he arrived at the castle was when I was, and like a little, like that whole sequence I was kind of interested in. Um, it was just, I was on and off. Like it just seemed for the majority of the movie, I wasn't that into it. I was kind of confused. I, some people I was like, wait, who's this person? Who's this person? Like, but also I will blame <laughs> part of that is that, again, I'm not used to watching silent movies and so a yeah. lot of it was just, you know, the age difference. The, there, there, yes. there was a bit of a learning <laughs> yes, curve. Yes, exactly. Um, it, um, but yeah, I was trying to like, this is actually really cool. Like, this is again an incredibly old film, um, and obviously most people do not watch this. Like, this isn't like anything we've done before. Like, it's, it's, it's definitely a film for film lovers or horror people I, I wouldn't really recommend it for anyone else but like I, we keep saying but um I, I wasn't that yeah hardcore into it yeah I my, my general thoughts on this was more or less the same I, I wasn't super into it I was mainly kind of into it because of the fact of it's like historical and like like importance to like horror and film um it is, as far as I know, like the oldest known surviving like Dracula or vampire movie in existence, um, which just fat factoid on its own is just yeah amazing to me because um, Dracula is just a really fun story. It's like one of the most well known horror stories, and it like redefined an entire genre of horror and pretty much like sparked the entire like gothic horror genre of just spooky atmospheric and religious undertones because this movie didn't even mention the entire like crucifix and like crosses deterring a vampire which i think were a part of it so they completely like ignored like the religious undertone in this movie which i thought was kind of interesting because that i felt like that would have been a thing that would have been more acceptable in a movie in 1922 than it would have been in something in like 1940. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, But here it is. It's something that showed up in like the Bela Lugosi and pretty much every interpretation of Dracula since then has had like the use of like a crucifix or garlic or something else. Every time it seems like they add something new to it to kind of, I guess bring new blood and new life yeah. into the genre to keep it alive. Um, so yeah, I thought I thought that was really cool that it didn't like include any any major religious undertones. I think there was like a little bit in this movie, and I just didn't really pick up on yeah. it. Um, but yeah, it was just it was just really cool, yeah. kind of getting in this like window to the past and seeing it 
how movies were back then and seeing how movies were kind of like a reflection of uh life and focusing yeah. on fears uh of of the of the of the time of just kind of focusing on making the fear yeah. people fear the plague when that was something that was a legitimate concern rather than it is today for some reason Actually, this is um, a sort of really good segue but, what and is there anything about this that you found real um what did you oh what did you in in terms of like if do you think like this could happen no, or no, like like okay let in this in let's as we've been asking like in this world like yeah like what about this is I, real yeah i think like this like i i think like this in terms of like how this movie progressed i feel like this would have happened the way it did like the guy went in kind of cocky not really think believing that vampires were real and his boss home's like oh yeah like everyone kind of over there is a bunch of like superstitious fools they think it's the land of phantoms just ignore them completely job come home and you'll be fine and him kind of coming across the book of the vampire and just laughing at it and not really believing it and then just kind of works up his own imagination when he uh, finally encounters Count Orlock um, was was kind yeah. of interesting <laughs> how he went from super cocky to uh, literally cowering under his yeah. blankets like a child. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I definitely would recommend this movie for more hardcore like horror fans and just film buffs in general. Like if you want to add this to your movie of like movies to see before you die, yeah. Go right ahead. I, I can finally check this movie off my list because this has been on my watch list for quite a number of years and yeah. I finally had a reason to watch yeah, uh, this. Same thing. This is a movie I have wanted to watch for a while. But also, yeah, I kind of I kind of agree because I think my first instinct is to say, no, this isn't real. But yeah. there were... It's like vampires aren't real. <laughs> I do think there were like mainly with his wife with with Ellen there were certain and i think this was just the acting techniques and styles of that time just seemed a little over dramatic and very old fashioned but overall it did seem there were things about it that did seem kind of real um but i don't know it would i kind of definitely like i said i definitely want to watch the recent the more recent version and see the difference yeah and because it might be even more real, it might be less real. Um, there's definitely going to be a. I'm just I'm more curious about the the translation between silent to uh, talking. Yeah, and so. I definitely do want to see the movie, The Shadow of the Vampire, so I can kind of see like what people think the making of this movie was like because there no there's no surviving record of like behind the scenes of something like this old it was just kind of like word of mouth and because if it wasn't written down then no one's going to remember it yeah um so i am kind of curious to see that i have seen a couple clips since watching the movie uh of and it, it just looks wild honestly it just looks really funny yeah <laughs> so that is it for Nosferatu. This was not a as long of a 
an episode of Time's Expecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no. This, well, I mean, it's a short movie. It was only eight minutes. An hour. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's about an hour and a half. And the first, like, as it as because it is an older movie, the first, like, five plus minutes are, don't, are you know, specifically the credits in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, because as soon as, like, the movie ends, it just says the end. And, like, that's it. There's no, there's no yeah. end credits. There's nothing. Um, which is kind of funny um, when they do that because I've only yeah. seen like maybe like three or four silent movies before. Um, so I kind of keep forgetting that's a thing. It's like, oh, I better watch the credits. There might be, you know, like I'll probably like, learn something about like, oh, who did what role and who did directing and principal photography and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, wait, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, you you find out that uh, Nosferatu got the first uh, Infinity Stone. Oh hell yeah! Scene. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta watch that Nosferatu post-credit scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, and then he teams up with the uh, Wolfman, the Invisible Man. It's like they're, they're forming the MonsterVerse. We're forming a team. <laughs> and then, and then they'll join forces with Universal, which will shove it down the audience's throat, and the whole mon- the whole monster universe, dark universe, will be dead within one movie. Exactly. Is that even still? Is that dead? Is that actually dead? There's not. I, I haven't heard anything about it. No one has. I have no <laughs> idea if that's still a thing. If they're trying to keep it going or not, because they they're doing a plan- terrible job at keeping it going. They they planned like I want to say like three or four movies after this. Like they they planned like the Invisible Man with Johnny Depp. They they had planned uh, a Wolfman movie. I think they planned like a, a couple like Dracula movies and Frankenstein movies, but. Like outside of like that and the mummy and how bad that did, it, I think it's been completely abandoned for now. I don't know <laughs> if they're going to try to pick it back up yeah. from where it left off, or if they're going to just start over again. Yeah. Actually, um, speaking of werewolves, the the ship captain on the ship that Nosferatu is on, yeah, I like based on his beard. He, <laughs> I for a second thought he was like a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> he had a really like. Like in t- crazy sideburns and a beard, and yeah. like they all stuck out. That I was like, I for a second I thought it was a werewolf. <laughs> no, different different movie. Hopefully, yeah. we'll get to uh, a. I that that is one thing I want to do this month is try to hit like a different type of monster movie each month. So we're this is probably going to yeah. be like our only vampire movie this month. Um, yeah. But I as as far as like if this is like the only vampire movie that we do for a while, I'm glad it was this one. Yeah, um, this is, again, like, it, this was definitely a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a long time, and I am glad that I've seen it. I would watch it again, but I would watch it again with other people, because yeah, this, maybe I'll focus better. This is definitely a movie that I feel like is better watched with company, and and you can kind of just discuss it as you go, um, but even watching this by yourself as kind of like a casual viewing like we did, it was still very interesting to watch just how they were able to do some of the stuff like like a couple like the random like stop motion effects of like them like loading the the carriage with all the coffins and opening and closing the drawbridge and moving the carriage around it was it was just really interesting to watch how they did it with the technology that they had mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah but on that note i hope you all enjoy this october and we're looking forward to sharing some more spooky stories with you guys. So please uh, 
like, subscribe, follow us on Spotify and uh, Apple and YouTube. Uh, YouTube, we have actually a pretty decent following on YouTube. Yeah, so um, like, subscribe, yeah. subscribe, share, uh, tell your friends, and on YouTube and Facebook, definitely leave a comment, uh, suggestion on what movies you guys want us to do, uh, and yeah, we'll definitely listen. I definitely read every comment on YouTube, all three of them, even though most of them are from me telling me how awesome I am. Thanks. Wait, <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, I'm Kevin Tracy. I'm Samantha Tomlinson. And you've been listening to Movie Reel. And have a spooky night. Ooh.